0: This episode is sponsored by Normandy Investment Advisors. How much thought have you really put into your financial goals? Grant Montgomery is an Army veteran who now works as a planner with Normandy Investment Advisors. Here's what Grant wants you to know. The mission always comes first, and family is equally important. This is your focus. Grant brings his dedication to developing financial planning designed around what matters most to you and your family. Visit normandyia.com. That's normandy, I as in India, A as in alpha, dot com, today to strengthen your retirement plans. Side note, Normandy Investment Advisors is an investment advisor registered with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. This registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Thank you so much, uh, Grant and the Normandy Investment Advisors team, and here's today's episode. Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I'm Justin Assiri, and my goal is to help members of the military community thrive in their post-service career and life. Normally on the show, I meet with uh, veterans and talk about their civilian career, what they do, how they got there, and advice for others seeking to do the same. Uh, this episode is coming out the week of Thanksgiving. wanted to use the time to just share a few thoughts about about uh, characteristics I've seen in extremely successful people. So for context, I run a company called Executive Presence and we provide a fully managed LinkedIn presence for CEOs of high growth companies. In that capacity, I work with about 50 different CEOs. Uh, Four of them lead uh, billion dollar companies And part of our service, uh, we interview these clients, uh, ask them questions, learn from them, and turn those into LinkedIn content. So one of the benefits of this job is that I've been able to meet with, uh, in a very intimate and ongoing way, with extremely successful people. And then on the side, obviously, I run Beyond the Uniform, where I've interviewed 460-plus different successful military veterans and so i just wanted to, to walk through a few uh stream of conscious thoughts specifically five trends that in this moment stand out from those conversations with these highly successful people and just wanted to share those with you in case that helps you in your own career so the first thing that stands out is um One trend that I've noticed is that a lot of these leaders are readers, and I know that that's a cliche, but it's worth tripling down on because it's just a common characteristic when I'm interviewing these CEOs or interviewing these veterans where they very often reference books or there are books in their background, and it's not um meant to be like a guilt trip of something you should be doing. It's something I know I should do do a better job of, but they really are internalizing content frequently. Uh, many of them will listen to audiobooks. Many of them, it's just part of their routine of setting aside time to read. And they'll rattle off books. Uh, Oh, I learned this from this book. Uh, Whether it's a business book, like I'm looking over my bookshelf, some that I've read because they recommended it, Atomic Habits or Traction or um, One Thing or Masters of Scale. Um, You know, there's obviously popular business books that they read and those are very educational and instructional in helping them get better at a specific skill skill, whether it's marketing or leadership or management or whatever it is. Um, But it extends into motivational books as well. Um, One of the people I interviewed, he, he talked about, you know, five books that were related to the wilderness, and stories of Lewis and Clark, and stories of explorers, and how that just kind of gave him energy and motivation. And um, a common book that comes up that I would highly recommend as well is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, and learning about how Nike was built, and incredibly inspiring to hear in biographies about how other people have been successful. So I wanted to call that out first and foremost of just the power of reading. And one other thing that I've just noticed for myself that when i'm in a pattern of reading more frequently i think it unlocks a part of my mind that's more creative i think that even if i'm reading a biography of an actor or a comedian there's just something about hearing about the roller coaster journey of others that's inspiring so first one is just a plug for reading as a lifelong habit that that promotes growth a second trend that I've seen is mentorship. Uh, this comes in a lot of different forms. Uh, many of my clients belong to an organization, so Young Presidents Organization or YPO is a popular one. There's obviously um, very strict requirements to join that, and, and at this point in my career, I don't meet those requirements. You have to have, I think, 12 million in payroll and all these other things, but um, there's EO, which is Entrepreneur Organization. There's Vistage, which is another kind of leaders forum. There's Masterminds. Uh, People, myself included, put together boards of advisors. There's boards of directors. It can take many different forums. But the sense that I get is that they are surrounding themselves with people who can provide advice because they've been there before, people like executive coaches or therapists who can point out blind spots and who can pinpoint perhaps errors in how someone is thinking about something. Um, The point is you can't go it alone. And, you know, at this point in my career, I've fabricated things in a way where at least once a week, but but most often twice a week, I am meeting with a different advisor or coach. And for me, it provides a sounding board. For me, it provides an outlet to kind of think out loud and get perspective. For me, it provides people who are much further in their own careers and can weigh in and maybe share a lesson learned of a mistake they've made. Um, And it's something that I've learned from the clients that I've worked with one you know thing that comes to mind right now forever ago i interviewed tom kent and he had talked about how you know he At the drop of a hat, will invest five or ten thousand dollars in meeting with someone, or in a training, or in a group, because he knows he'll get back a hundred grand in revenue for his company, or in learnings, or in perspective. And that really shifted my thinking a couple years ago when he told that to me. It's something that I do. You know, I I meet with uh, an agency advisor. I pay him eight hundred dollars a month to meet with him twice per week, and it's been. Definitely more value than that in terms of things that I've learned from him and applied to my company. I meet with one person where I pay him $850 an hour to meet with him once per month. And I get way more back in that in value of what I learned from him. I I meet with another group that's $3,500 a month. And they do a lot of things, but I also meet with a coach once a week through them. And that's, you know, well worth that. So I just give those as specific examples of ways that I'm applying this in my own life to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with good counsel. And I, you know, to use a metaphor, I often think of that Wise king that I want to cultivate in myself that does have a round of advisors and counsels and weighs in and still makes their own decision, but certainly gets good advice to put into the blender where they can, you know, mix it up and then make the decision that's right for them. A third thing and this is one I'm really trying to work on it's out of my comfort zone but um one trend that I've seen is that they really set big goals they think in big ways um one of my clients who runs you know he's raised over 500 million in funding runs a billion dollar company he, you know, talked about hiring and how he always sets out to hire the best possible person on the planet for whatever he's looking for. He doesn't just go to his team and say, who do you know? He thinks that that is too low of a bar, but he, he asks them instead, like who is the most impressive person you've ever met in this area? And then he relentlessly pursues that person. Um, That's just one example of someone who sets really lofty goals for themselves. And I've seen this trend that um, you know they they often call it big hairy audacious goals or bhags and i see that when they set a goal or a milestone or an ambition that is massive first of all that's scary second of all it motivates them to really work in a bigger way but third one thing i'm noticing is it attracts people who really want to you know t- take on a big challenge And in our own military community, I'm sure you can relate to Rangers or Force Recon Marines or SEALs when you set a challenge that is so intimidating, it tends to attract people who really want something worthwhile to pursue. And I would apply that to the military in general. But it's something I'm working on as I run my own company. And for any leaders out there, I'm sure you're trying to think about this as well. How do you set big goals that will cause people to stretch, that will cause people to really see as worthwhile, that will cause people to dig deep because they know it is something really intimidating, but something worthwhile. So that's a third trend is, is they set big goals. A fourth thing, and this is also a stretch for me right now is one trend that I've seen is that these people get out of doing as soon as possible they try to get out of the nuts and bolts of building a business and instead you know the the, the common phrase is they work on the business Rather than in the business, and whether you aspire to run a company or whether you aspire to join a company, I think it still holds true and It is actually something that I learned in the military. One of my department heads said, "Look, you know your goal is to do the job of your department head that frees them up to do the job of the next person up the chain of command and 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 continuously so I like that thought of stepping into a bigger capacity of doing the work of the person above you that frees them up to do the work of the the person above them. But I I kind of view it as getting out of the weeds, getting out of tinkering, getting out of execution, and trying to get more into strategy. And that is is a big area of discomfort for me. It's something I'm leaning into heavily. And you know, as I'm as this episode is coming out, I very likely have baby number two here now. At first, I realized that, you know, uh, with some guilt, I say this, I, I viewed that as an inconvenience of in this point of my career when I'm growing a company and things are really, really growing quickly, I viewed the emergence of my baby daughter as a a uh, distraction to that at times. And I've come to realize the incredible gift that it is, that it's forcing me to step away. It is forcing my team to step up and take on more responsibility and more ownership. And that's a good thing. Uh, That is a good thing for me and for them. It's forcing me to delegate. It's forcing me to get out of the weeds, but it's also forcing them to take on more responsibility. And I know that that will likely lead to mistakes or failures, but I also know that will lead to learning of pressure testing where the company is most weak and where others need to fill in and where we need processes and things like that. But it's something that I've learned from these clients I'm thinking, of where they really do a good job of forcing more and more responsibility on the people around them. Not only is that great for these other people's professional growth, but it's also great for that leader to be able to step into a higher position. Last one is, um, I just kind of put this as, as a fifth characteristic of being active. And I know that again, it's probably overused in the business sense and probably commonplace in the military sense. Exercise is one common trait of just getting out and being active on a daily basis. There's so much research that uh, that says that that is good for our brains as well as our body. It's something that, you know, with everything going on, I still struggle to do right now, but I'm trying to prioritize. But I would extend that attribute of activity to uh, travel, to exposure to new things, to trying new things. Again, I, I'm sure there's people who have spoken about it more eloquently, but there is some advantage to challenge, to stress, to adversity, but also to having to take on a beginner's mind. And uh, uh, one of the things that I would learned from my clients is that uh, Eric Schmidt, when he was first taking over the helm at Google, was also getting his pilot's license. And that was new for him, and it was different, and it was a demand on his time. But there are many things that he learned by training to become a pilot that helped Google become a better company. And I'm just a bigger, big believer there that the passions and pursuits that we have on the side where we're learning something new, whether it's music, whether it's improv, whether it's public speaking, whatever it is, even if it doesn't seem to have something directly related to what we do for our day job, I think it brings in energy and creative creativity and a difference of perspective. And so I, I realize I'm lumping in quite a bit here when I think about activity, but it does seem like it combines physical activity, exposure to new things, meeting new people, traveling for work or traveling for fun. All of these things give, you know, sometimes it seems like it could be a drain, but I realize in truth it actually gives more energy. It gives more insight and perspective and diversity of thought and creativity. So those are five thoughts for me just quickly. Readers, mentors, big goals, getting out of doing and being active would welcome your thoughts as well as what you've seen. But, uh, you know, this is coming from now interviewing probably three or 510 or more top-performing individuals and observations in the moment of what have uh, seemed to stand out. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with our traditional format of interviews of military veterans about their civilian career. Thanks.